Hello everyone and thank you for attending the Small Fleet and Owner Operator Summit today. I'm actually going to be speaking with Bailey Wood. He's the president and CEO of the Commercial Vehicle Training Association. The CVTA is the largest association representing commercial truck driving uh, training programs. And I believe that every industry right now, even outside of uh, transportation, is, is interested in this. Uh, in the past, Bailey's actually served as the Director of Public Affairs for the U.S. DOT Federal Transit Administration. Uh, he has an extensive background in the transportation space, including his time with the National Automobile Dealers Association. Today, Bailey and I will be diving into next year's deadline for the entry-level driver tra training role, the CVTA addressing the driver shortage in general, and how owner-operators and small fleets can use them as a resource and reach out to their, their state representatives. Uh, Bailey, could you please introduce yourself to our audience and tell us why it was important for you to take on this position? Uh, well, Grace, first of all, thank you very much for having me on. It's it's always uh, Freight Waves is such a, a respected name in the uh, trucking space. So I'm thrilled to be here today. Um, I saw uh, what was going on, where we were in our country um, in terms of COVID. Uh, my time at DOT had come to an end. Um, our economy was on very shaky ground. And one of the big things uh, that we needed to do is, is we need to get things moving again. And, and I move, and I say that not only in the economic sense, but I also say, say it in a literal sense. Um, truckings, uh, trucking and our roadway systems are the arteries of America. They, that's what moves things around. It's critically important that we have safe drivers on the road. Um, that's something that we repeated over and over and over um, under Secretary Elaine Chow at the U.S. Department of Transportation. Safety was first and foremost, always. And uh, we need to get safe drivers on the road. We need to do so quickly. Commercial Vehicle Training Association uh, trains uh, and, and their members train hundreds of thousands of drivers every year. Um, and we need more of them. Um, and that's why I took on this, because I saw incredible opportunity to not only expand the number of drivers in the United States, but do so in the safest way possible. Exactly. And, you know, any business training is number one for the development and safety of their employees. So I, I love that you are part of such a, a strong organization that's going to take care of this and make sure that, you know, our goods and, and the people on the road are, are in good hands. Uh, which brings us to the most important point I think we want to touch today, which is next February. We finally have the entry level uh, driver training rules coming into effect. Can you speak on that a little bit more and and really what your team is, is looking to help companies implement this um, effectively? Well, the entry-level driver training rule actually started back in 2016. Um, the uh, Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, FMCSA, pulled together a, a group from the trucking industry representing all aspects from independent owner operators to uh, we had representatives from CVTA, uh, the publicly funded truck driving schools, American Trucking Association, the larger carriers, and they pulled the group together to create a law, with, to create a regulation that ultimately is going to uh, better safety on American roadways. Um, it's about getting people better trained and making sure that there's a minimum standard in, in which their, their training is being met. Uh, we're thrilled that uh, it seems that the federal motor carriers uh, is on track to implement this rule. Again, as you mentioned, in February of 2022, um, the next uh, focus that we have as an association is the states. The states very much have a role in implementing this since ultimately uh, driver licensing happens at the state level. 
Uh, we have been in touch with every uh, state DOT um, in the United States to make sure that um, they're on track, uh, that they know this rule is coming um, and they have they have a role in it. And we as uh, commercial uh, trainings, commercial driver training schools have technical expertise available to them should they have questions and thoughts on it. So, and the other aspect of this is, of, of, of course, the CDTA members and, and other truck driving schools across the country. Uh, we have invested and implemented a, uh, a substantial training program uh, to make sure that uh, schools are ready for this. Uh, we have several aspects of it coming out here very soon. Um, uh, FMCSA said the training provider registry uh, where uh, individuals um, can find ELDT-approved schools, uh, can go and find them. Um, and so FMCSA says says they're ready. Um, things I've heard from previous FMCSA deputy administrators and acting administrators said that FMCSA is going to be ready for this. Um, they have been absolutely wonderful at answering any of our questions that we have. Um, from from the obscure to the basic, they've, they've been uh, FMCSA has been a true partner in implementing this this new rule. Um, again, that happens in, in February. Um, so we can we will continue to work with them. We're going to continue to work with the members to make sure they're ready. Um, I did a survey uh, a few weeks ago, and uh, I found out that most of my most if not all of my members are aware of the rule. Uh, most are already in compliance, and if not, they're they're in the process of. Uh, becoming in compliance with the rules. So we've got some steps to to make. FMCSA has been a great partner. Uh, and we've, we're also going to continue to follow up with the states because they're the next obvious uh, group that we need to make sure to, to essentially hold their feet to the fire on this important uh, advancement in uh, trucking school education. I love it. And I, I'm not surprised that people are on board or even more so uh, being proactive about this. I think the biggest piece of, of regulation that we've had uh, put on owner operators and fleets is is really the ELD mandate. Right. And uh, I think a lot of them learned their lessons from how to integrate those systems um, and those technologies into their already existing operations. So I'm, I guess I'm not surprised that that carriers are, are on board and, and prepared themselves for this. And um, I'm sure they are overly concerned about making sure that their states are, are, are compliant as well and that they're not um, being misrepresented by the individual states that they're currently in. How can these carriers, fleet owners, um, how can they reach out to states? How can they use you guys as a utility in order to make sure that this happens smoothly? Well, uh, most carriers and most schools have already have relationships. You know, we are a conduit for uh, finding drivers. Um, they, they go through our schools and, and many of uh, students and many carriers employees come to us long before they actually have a job behind the truck. Uh, they have a job. They come to us and say, look, if, if you get a CDL, um, uh, you can have a job. Um, so most of our members already are prepared for um, uh, the rule itself, but they're also prepared for uh, connecting carriers with properly trained drivers. And, and that's kind of the big focus here. Um, the big thing uh, that to, to your question is uh, we, we need to make sure that states are ready for this. We need to reach out to them like CBTA has uh, and hear back from them. Are they aware of it? Are they ready for it? Um, are they prepared for uh, there, there will be. Uh, hopefully not a big one, but there will be hiccups in this. Um, it's, it's a government program. 
Um, so we need to be, uh, we need to have realistic expectations. We're working as closely as we can with FMCSA and the states to make sure that there's a, a little bit of a pause as possible and that we continue to move forward. Uh, again, the goal here is to get safer drivers on the road and do it effectively and efficiently. That's perfect. And you said that about the government, not me, right? So <laughs> I, I appreciate that uh, inward look. But, you know, it's, uh, we talked about this briefly before, you know, it's, it's great to see people and citizens getting involved with their government and these type of regulations and making sure that everything's following through. You know, the, um, that the government's there to, to help lead the force, but the execution is going to come from the states and the, the people, um, that, that you're represented. So, um, that's perfect. So make sure everyone reaches out to his team if you have any questions on, on how to help out that initiative. Um, and what's interesting is I think if there is any pushback on this, if people are nervous about the already, the already shortage that we have of drivers, right? So, okay, will this make matters worse? Well, I think that you really helped us, um, put that, that, that fear down, right? If, I, if everyone's already implementing this, then we shouldn't be afraid of this really hurting the, or making the driver shortage worse. I think one area that you guys have definitely been helping with though is, is, uh, advocating for younger drivers, right? And, and opening up this huge pool of individuals that, that might want to enter into the industry, especially, uh, an interstate commerce, uh, could you dive into your thoughts on on this uh, entry level age that we currently have, and and what your team is doing to help advocate for them? Well, one of the things that uh, CVTA has supported for many years, and in the previous Congress, and in this Congress, uh, is the Drive Safe Act. Um, it will open up uh, uh, interstate uh, CDLs for those aged eighteen uh, up to twenty one. Um, we believe that uh, we need to train them, train them well, train them hard, test them hard, uh, make sure they should be safe. But the reality is, is uh, a lot of people have uh, uh, hesitation about the uh, maturity of an 18 to 21 year old. And uh, bottom line, the, these, this same age group can go to war. They're handed a firearm and they can go to war. And many times they're actually, they go to war and they drive the same vehicles that are on our roads today. Um, so why can't we uh, get them behind the wheel of a truck and have them go across state lines? I mean, that's, that's be, being in the service is uh, uh, incredibly big responsibility and we think truck driving is as well. But the big thing here is, is we still have a massive driver shortage in this country. Uh, it is probably the number one issue facing not only the larger economy, but also uh, the truck driving uh, industry as a whole. Um, as I've, sa I've said, um, you know, we need to make sure that President Biden doesn't get the cart before the horse. The problem is, is we simply don't have enough horses. Uh, we need to get more people driving trucks. Um, there's a lot of opportunities to do that. Um, and the, uh, the consumer-based economy that we're in is going to continue to grow. It's not going to get smaller. And as long as my, my wife and daughters are ordering things off the Internet, I'm certain that commerce is not going to slow down. Um, we have the Workforce Innovation and Opportunities Act, which is up for um, uh, reauthorization this year. And this helps those who are unemployed and underemployed um, uh, get better jobs. And, and we hope that they'll come into the trucking industry because we need them. Uh, estimates are that there are uh, 60,000 openings in the United States. Uh, for truck drivers, we need to fill them and we need to fill them fast. 
That's the way we get the United States 100% back on track post-COVID. Yeah, I really like the reference of the the cart before the horse because, you know, especially at Freightways, we we look a lot into uh, the truck orders, right? How many trucks people are ordering in order to fill this gap? And like you said, we could we could manufacture and make as many trucks as possible to to help fill that gap. But if there aren't people in them. Trust me, autonomous driving is not anywhere close to filling it. If there aren't actual human beings in them, we're going to have a really hard time reaching that goal. So why not pull from this this group of individuals, especially, you know, coming out of Memorial Day weekend? Like you said, we have veterans and and people in the service now that uh, would be more than willing and completely capable of of utilizing these vehicles and, and entering into this this workforce and they want to, I think upwards to like 20 to 30% of many drivers are veterans. So let's get them out there a little bit earlier. Let's get them on the front lines of the actual roads and, um, and, and open up this pool of, of easily trainable um, and ready to go individuals. So I really appreciate you. Yeah. The, the, the big thing is, is uh, if you wait till somebody's 21 years of old to start them in, in a new career, you kind of already lost them. I mean, let's start talking to them in high school. Let's talk about the long-term career in the trucking industry and how these are these are good salaries. Um, our lobbyist here, his uh, his father was a truck driver. His grandfather was a truck driver and provided a phenomenal uh, environment for them to grow up in New Jersey. I mean, they're 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 great careers. They're well-paying careers, and the best thing is is. They're literally everywhere in the United States. There's not a corner of, of our country that doesn't need truck drivers right now. So let's get people um, and, and those who aren't in the industry, let's draw them into the industry. Let's get them trained. Again, let's test them and test them hard and let's get them out on the road because we need them. I couldn't end it better myself. Bailey, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for leading this these initiatives, especially in, in training. We we love to see someone like yourself taking charge. And to everyone watching, thank you for enjoying the summit today. And uh, we hope to speak to you soon, Bailey.